Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Uh, turn with me. Uh, sound people or uh, video people, sorry about that. You're going to get paid just as much, though. Yeah, just... <laughs> Joshua 3, 11 through 17, if you want to get that, Joshua 3, 11 through 17. Uh, has Brother uh, Cotrera ever preached here, Brother? Brother Cotrera has preached here. I heard Brother Cotrera tell this. Now, whether you can believe it or not, I don't know, but he said it. That one preacher, one preacher was preached one night and preached real good. And another, I guess, preacher came up to, yes, another preacher came up to him and he said, I heard you preach that 15 years ago. You use the same illustrations, the same verses and everything. And I, 15 years ago, that preacher that preached it said, I heard you preach two weeks ago and I don't remember a word you said. So I think I'm going to preach a message that I preached 30 years ago. Maybe more than that. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take you 12 men out of the tribe of Israel, out of every tribe of man. And it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that came down from above. Everybody say that came down from above. And they shall stand upon in a heap. And it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people and as they that bear the ark were coming to Jordan and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest. That, verse 16, that the waters which came down from above stood. Can we say that together? That the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam. That is beside Zaratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, <coughs> even the salt sea failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jordan. Jericho, rather. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. 
Look at those two verses, 13 and 16 again. One of them said, from the waters that came down from above. The next one, verse 16, said that the waters which came down from above stood. Let me preach to you for a little while a message like I got it. God works upstream. Look at somebody and say, I don't know what all he's going to say, but I'm going to help him preach. Tell somebody, did you know that God works upstream? Amen. You may be seated. Now, if you'll help me, we'll get to pizza a lot quicker. I'm excited. My wife will tell you on the way over here, I said, I'd like to have some more good pizza. That must be the Lord, brother. Must be the Lord. From the waste desert land, the children of Israel were to go from waste desert land to the land flowing with milk and honey. And as I read this and I see a little bit about how the mind of God works. His ways are past finding out. While we are worrying, he is working. After encountering the perils of the desert life, they had to cross the rolling, boisterous Jordan. There was no more cloud by day and fire by night. They did have a Joshua, though. Thank God for the man of God in our lives. There are some critical crossings, if you will, in our lives as children of God. This was a critical crossing. Joshua 3 said, and, and verse 3 said, And they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, now watch this, and the priest, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. All right. Now I'm seeing two elements here, if you will. He didn't say when you see the ark, take off, take off and go by itself. But when you see the priest, the Levites bearing it, then you go and follow after. Now, there's a lot of people that says the Lord spoke to me. And everybody that says the Lord spoke to me, I don't believe it sometimes. But if the priest is bearing the ark, then you can follow it. Oh, here's a little pastor coming out in me here. You know, uh, Thank God again for a man of God in our lives. You may feel like doing something. You may feel like some things are all right. But if the priest, the man of God in your life, don't take the ark up, you better be careful. Oh, come on. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. Oh, I believe there are some go-after-it people here in this congregation. I look here and... I think it was 2011 when I was here last. This congregation has grown. Another generation has come. I like what I see. Because you are behind the man of God in your life and have been for many years. When the pastor and the ark are in front, victory is sure. 
But if you leave it out, it's not going to be sure. But I got some good news for you. God's got a plan to take care of his people, and he's working upstream. Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. In other words, put away all that interferes with the divine operation of God in your life. God wants to do wonders uh, in our lives if we continue to separate ourselves from the world. Oh, yeah. It's a good time for the church to be the church because the world's getting more worldly. Thank God. Oh, I, 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 I think about this, this location and this 108 years. You know what God, I want to believe God did. He saved this congregation with this leadership. Come on, for the end time, for the finishing of the product. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've done a little carpenter work in my life. I'm, a, I, I, I'm probably better at framing than I am finishing. When I finish the job, it takes a half inch caulking. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Brother Levin, the Bannon? Let me tell you something. But God, I want to believe that God saved this church, this congregation for the last days. Come on, because it's going to be a church that can finish the work of God in Medora, Indiana. Oh, if, there's a, if he tears long enough, another generation. But you're putting something in them that they'll know how to finish the work. Oh, praise him. Put, put your hands together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we learn to put, off, put away everything that interferes with a divine operation of God in our lives. Let me tell you something. If you feel like shouting and your pride says, no, somebody will laugh at you. You need to put that away. Come on. If, 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 if the thought comes to you while you're doing this and you're doing that and you can't shout, you need to put that away. I'm just simply telling you, you need to put away anything that hinders and interferes with the divine operation of God in your life. Hallelujah. And consider, amen, condition yourself for your own personal revival. Jordan was known as the lowest elevation on earth. Now, I've been there to the literal Jordan. I didn't get baptized again because I've already been baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord. Don't, don't let me get started here. But there's one Lord and one faith and one baptism. Brother Walls, Brother, Brother, Brother Gill, you can appreciate this. My daddy, I'm just feeling my, I'm feeling my liberty here. Is that all right? My, my daddy was one of those one baptism people, you know. Baptized in Jesus' name, that was for past sins, present sins, and future sins. But he was going to baptize somebody down below us, down about 50, 60, 70 miles uh, south of Potts Camp. And, and he knew that this pastor's daughter had already been baptized as a little girl. And uh, he, uh, he knew that. Uh, he knew that and, but he was baptizing another man somehow in the baptistry. And this girl was wanting to get baptized again. 
And daddy had baptized this man and he walked out of the baptistry, leaving daddy in the baptistry by himself. And this girl went off in the baptistry. You know what daddy did? He said, hallelujah. I'm glad I've been baptized in Jesus' name. It's good for all times. Hallelujah. But Jordan was the lowest elevation on earth. Some of you and I have been there. We know what it is to suffer losses. We know what it is to suffer pain. We know what it is to lose a child. We know what it is to maybe you lose a companion or whatever. Uh, maybe you lost your job. You've been to some low elevations. Oh, yeah. Jordan takes its name from the term called the descender, from the force of the current, which after passing the Sea of Galilee becomes greatly increased as it plunges some through some 27 horrible rapids and cascades besides a great many lesser through a fall of 628 feet averaging from four to five miles an hour. I'm talking about that's fast when it's going that low, that quick. Amen. Oh, yeah, when swollen in time of harvest, it flows with a vastly accelerated current. Oh, yes. It was a, and I suggest to you sometimes there are rivers of difficulty between us and what is worth having and what is worth obtaining. Come on, whatever you got to do to get the Holy Ghost, it's worth it. I'm preaching to somebody here tonight that maybe needs to pray through tonight. Whatever it takes, whatever you got to give up. Hallelujah, it's going to be worth it. Oh, I'm telling you, nothing worth going to hell over. You might as well give it up and pray through to the Holy Ghost. I would join that Pentecostal church, but I can't wear this and I can't do that. Let me tell you what. You just come on in, get in, give it up, and see if it's not worth ever, everything you give up. Oh, yes, it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's some difficult times, and it was here for the children of Israel. This river was now broader and deeper than usually it was at other times of the year. The melting of the snow on the mountains of Lebanon, near which this river had its rise, was the occasion of the time of harvest, barley harvest, which was the spring of the year. Jordan overflowed. The Bible said all his banks. This great flood, just at that time, which providence might have restrained from once for once of what he might have ordered them to cross at another time of the year. But because he didn't order them to cross it when the water was low, it, 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 it actually magnified, very much more magnified the power of God and his kindness to get them across at this rough time of the year. God can allow our circumstances in life to get so bad that only God can get the credit when we come through on the other side. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Woo. 
I'm just about to preach. I'm here to tell you God wants to bring you through. He has no intentions for you to fail now. Oh, there's a Jordan River that we're going to cross, and we're going to get to the promised land. Oh, yes. Undoubtedly hundreds or thousands of breasts. It was usually, this Jordan River was usually some hundred foot wide, but now it was one mile wide. But now it was, and to get hundreds or thousands, it was not just a family is trying to get across Jordan, not just a tribe, but a nation. Some two million people, 600,000 men plus women and children. But my Bible said, the waters from above stood. The waters from above stood. The Jabbok and Jordan about 15 miles upstream from the crossing area. The waters may have been dammed up as far as Zarethan, 12 miles further north. A landslide of high 150 feet marley cliffs of, of the Zor in the vicinity of Adam have blocked the river. Now about uh, 1266 A.D. and then more recently in 1927, according to Garstang, the river was thus blocked for, for over 21 hours blocked. I don't know how it happened then, but I do know how it happened when God set it, stopped up upstream. God was working upstream. At the worst time of their life, God was working. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but God's working upstream for somebody sitting in this room or watching this online tonight. God has not forgotten you. God has not forsaken you. He's working upstream somehow to, woo, to take care of your problem. Hallelujah. Go ahead and praise him a little while. Somebody ought to reach out by faith tonight and say, it's going to be all right. God's grace is designed for the worst day in your life. Upstream denotes towards the source where it came from. God don't just help the symptoms. He takes care of the problem. I used to never take aspirin until I married Sister Pat and I compromised. <laughs> but I remember those headaches in those, my teenage years. Man, they would come up the back of my neck, and if I could ever throw up, I'd get all right. Wouldn't have, didn't have to have a buffering or an aspirin. And I could take care of the problem by throwing up. God knows how to take care of the situation, not just the symptoms of it. Oh, Lord, I didn't mean to get off on that. But he's the Lord of all the earth. That's what the Bible just said. Even nature has to obey him. The winds have a boundary. Tsunami has to abate when God said, this is it. That's all. That's as far as you're going. 
I just want to tell you something. God's not going to let it get too bad for you. God's not going to let this problem get too bad for you. He's going to take care of you in your troubles. I know he will because he put a rainbow in the cloud one time. Hallelujah. He knows how to stop it. Oh, so we can handle it all the way through. Oh, yeah. A distance of 30 miles from the Israelite encampment and those that came down toward the sea of the desert. The Bible said the Dead Sea failed and were cut off. The river was thus dried up for as far as the eye could see. The psalmist asked Jordan, what ailed the old Jordan? Because it was driven back. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. What happened to the old Jordan? Because it was driven back. If he could make water come out of a rock, then he can stop the waters 15 miles upstream. I said, then he could stop the waters 15 miles upstream. It was so far upstream that they couldn't even see God taking care of it. I want to tell somebody, just because you can't see your children get back in church, that don't mean they're not going to get back in church. Because, Because God is working upstream. Just because you can't see God taking care of your financial problem doesn't mean he's not taking care of your financial problem. God works. I can't hear you. God works upstream. Woo, praise him. Come on, let's praise him. Let's step out by faith and praise him. Oh, yeah. All God's got to do is blow his nose and stop it upstream. Blast of God's nostrils. Isn't that what the Bible says? Only God can alter nature. He can turn fluids into solids and rocks into standing water. Tell me he can't can't take care of your problem today. Sure he can't. I'm just trying to encourage somebody here today and tell you whatever your situation is, just because you can't see 30 miles upstream or across the road, God's still working upstream for you. He's still taking care of it. I'm amazed at the power of God. God knew the hydraulics of it. He knew exactly when to stop it. He knew exactly when they were going to put their foot over on it. And he timed it. Hydraulically, if you will. Well, that sounds like a big word. Hydraulically, if you will. Mm, you might say that long enough and you might speak in another language. I didn't, I didn't say his heavenly language. I said another. But I'm telling you, God knew exactly when to take care of it because he knew his, when his people were going to put their feet over in there and it's going to dry up. Hallelujah. So right on time. Come on. God, hallelujah, took care of Lazarus. He was four days late, 
but he was still on time. I'm telling you, they, they were looking for a miracle. Jesus was looking for a resurrection. I'm telling you, I don't know what you're looking for, but God's able to give you more exceedingly abundantly above that what you're, my God, what you're even able to ask or think. Somebody over here, stand up real quick. Shout with me just a little bit. I'm tired of shouting by myself. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Somebody right here, get up here. Come on, help me. That's right. Somebody over here, let's just shout a little bit. My God, somebody's taking something by faith tonight. Somebody's taking something by faith tonight. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Let the banks of Jordan be filled to the brink, filled till they run over. It's as easy to omnipotence to divide them and drive them up as if it were ever so narrow, ever so shallow. It is all one with the Lord. Doesn't matter, in other words, how big your problem is, big or small. As soon as the souls of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters, that the waters shall be cut off. First step was taken in the water. Then the wonders will happen. I could preach doctrine on that. What you need to do if you hadn't been baptized to get baptized, you need to get in the water first. I promise you something. I promise you, if you'll repent of your sins, watch this. If you'll repent of your sins and get baptized in Jesus' name, you will receive the gift of the Holy That's the Bible plan. A lot of, some people have gotten it before they were baptized, but they weren't promised it. Ooh, but I can promise you. I promised. You've heard me tell it. I promised a Baptist preacher sitting in my living room one night. I said, I promise you, if you repent of your sins, get baptized in Jesus' name, you'll get the Holy Ghost. He looked at another guy beside him. He said, it's in the book. I showed it to him. <laughs> you know what? I took him the same hour of the night. I didn't wait on Granny and Grandpa and Aunt and Uncle to come. Baptism is important enough to get them baptized the same hour of the night. That's a good place to holler, amen. Took him the same hour of the night. That Baptist pastor came out of that water talking in tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance. It starts in the water. It starts in the water. When you repent, get in the water, you will get the Holy Ghost. It will happen. The psalmist said, 93, 3 and 4 Psalms. The floods have lifted up, O oh Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. And if I know a congregation this size, tonight, even today, flooded voices have flooded some of your minds. 
you can't be saved. You can't do right. You can't get the Holy Ghost. You can't get your healing. Your finances are going to uh, be bad. Everything, and you've been flooded. But I'm telling you, the floods have lifted up their voice. But I'm glad to say it didn't stop with verse 3. Verse 4 said, the Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Hallelujah. Financial problems, adversities, temptations, health problems. Your assignment is not too big for God. He can take care of it. He's already working upstream. Take thine only son, Isaac. Take him to the mount. Sacrifice him. So he took him up there. And as he went to slay him, knife in hand, an angel said, Lay not thine hand to this lad. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the thicket. I don't know what you think about it, but I believe God was working upstream. He had that ram standing there, hid over in the thicket somehow, whatever, I don't know. But all he had to do was hear the voice of God, and there he was. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know what you think about it, but I got a feeling that Abraham and Isaac walked back down that mountainside and said, God worked upstream. Amen. Peter had to pay his taxes one time, didn't he? Like we do, don't we? Well, yeah. Jesus said, go to the sea, catch the hook, catch the fish. Number four, look in its mouth. Get the coin. Pay your taxes. If there wasn't a fish out there in the pond or in the lake or in the stream, with a coin in its mouth. By the time Peter got there and needed it, God worked upstream and put a coin, my Lord, and put a uh, put a coin in the fish's mouth. I'm just preaching to you. God works upstream. <laughs> Told the disciples, catching it on the right side. If there were no fish there. By the time they let down the net, <laughs> there's enough fish to break the nets. Woo, hallelujah. Jonah, go to Nineveh. He went to Nineveh. He went to Tarshish and paid the fare thereof. If you don't obey God, he can prepare a whale to swallow you up. He can work upstream. If you decide you're just not going to serve God, God can do some things to turn your mind, help you change your mind. He, he's not going to force you, but I guarantee you, he can work. Oh, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I just believe God's working on some children, some lost children of some of you parents that are sitting in this place tonight. I just want, I don't know what God's going to do, but I, want, I believe this message is for you to say, I accept it tonight. I believe God is working upstream Oh my boys and girls, and they're going to be saved one of these days. That's the kind of God we serve. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 2016. 
I, uh, I had some heart problems that I didn't know I had. Christmas, the day after Christmas, they had me in the uh, DeSoto Baptist. I, now I know why Daddy used to sit down and preach. <laughs> he got tired. <laughs> but uh, I was sitting there in that DeSoto Baptist hospital. Brother Tidwell died that Friday night before I, before I wound up in this situation. I didn't know it. I was wondering. The daughters were home for Christmas, and it happened to be a good time to go get a heart catheterization. They had it all lined up somehow or another. I don't, you know, I wasn't feeling bad. I was running and gunning, doing whatever I wanted to do. And I'm sitting in that room wondering why in the world am I in this hospital feeling as good as I'm feeling. And I know I look good, but I mean, that's, <laughs> I wish that was the truth. But, but I'm wondering why. But they took me back, took me into that, into that uh, operating room, started putting that uh, cath down in me, up in me, or however they put it in you. And they found a, a blockage about that big. And it was tough. It was hard, like the rest I am. <laughs> but it was, it was a big, bad, big, bad uh, blockage in one of my arteries. And so, I don't know, they didn't have, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't just do a stent and, 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 and fix it real quick. But the doctor that was taking care of, of me that day had invented, somebody called it a rotor-rooter. Even a nurse told me that's what they called it, or somebody the other day, a rotor rooter. And that thing, he had invented it in Oxford, Mississippi, and, and uh, they had never used it in the hospital I was at in Memphis, Tennessee. But this was the doctor was there that helped invent this thing. And you know what? They pulled that machine out or that whatever it was out and went up in my artery and busted all of that uh, what is it, plaque or something? Does that sound good? Sound pretty good. It was tough. It wouldn't let the blood flow like it's supposed to and cleaned it all out. Either that or I was going to have to go back in for another open heart surgery. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying God knew how to give me the right doctor. Months before... Get it approved, FDA, if you will. Get it approved that they, oh, Lord. Come on, I'm telling you, I know a little about God working upstream. I got a lot to preach, but I'm fixing to wind it up here. A thousand years ago, a robber went through villages and churches looting for treasures into the church in Russia, finding 600 coins plus a, 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 a value, a volume of jewels. He escaped with this giant bat, golden bat, from the church. And as, as their enemy approached them, as he was getting out of town, if you will, they buried the, this bat in a shallow pit. The story goes... He ran away with, of course, plans to come back later and retrieve it. 
but he never made it back. The Normans traversed the land. Scots and French, allied armies of World War II, used this property as a staging and training camp, never finding it. But not long, not long ago, thousand years later, if you will, a father and son in, 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 was praying. They were in financial need, hoping and praying that somehow God would bring them out and meet them. They were walking through the same area, had a metal detector in their hand. And walking through, that thing went off, and they reached in there and got it probably millions of dollars. Come on. What are you saying? I'm saying God knew there was a sincere heart a thousand years later. Come on, to hide some money. Well, I've been thinking about buying me a, a metal detector now. <laughs> but... To, <laughs> But I'm telling you, you know what? God knew what he was doing by letting this thing happen. I don't know what you're going through, and I don't know what you need. But I do know one thing. God is already working. Stand with me. God is already working. God's already got it figured out. It already come across his desk before he, you even had the problem. He's got it already worked out. Oh, yes. Think about it, folks. Think about it. Some of you don't go back to 1914. Well, none of us do. Right? But look what's happening up here. Look at this beautiful auditorium. Look, look at this beautiful layout. God worked upstream so you could be come, so you could come to a good Jesus name, Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, truth, Bible-believing church. He worked upstream for you. You ought to take advantage of that. I said, you ought to take advantage. Don't you miss church. Don't you miss church. You ought to say, God, thank you for taking care of my situation. Thank you for working upstream. My God, look at the, look at the ministry that God brought you here. God worked upstream so you could be taught and so you could be led and so you could be kept and so you could be prayed pray through. I'm telling you, God is still working upstream for somebody tonight. I, just, I, I would like to hear the testimonies. If you'll accept what I'm preaching, God's going to give you a testimony about what you heard tonight. Come on, somebody. You believe it. You believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthen you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.